Reading from the epistle of St. Paul to the Romans. Brethren, owe no man anything except to love one another. For he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. For thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up in this saying, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love does no evil to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus got into a boat, and his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was covered by the waves. But he was asleep. So his disciples came to him and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we are perishing. But Jesus said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there came a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? Praise to you, O Christ. As we celebrate this fourth Sunday after Epiphany, the tabernacle candle in the church burns this week in loving memory of Leo G. Abedin. This Wednesday is the Feast of the Purification of the Blessed Virgin, also known as Candlemas Day. We'll be offering Mass at the regular 6 a.m. morning Mass, as well as the 5.30 p.m. Latin Mass. Uh, after both Masses, there will be the, the blessing of candles uh, to celebrate Candlemas Day. Uh, so we will have a, a few candles that'll be here uh, for purchase, but if you have candles yourself, from home that you would like to bring to have blessed. Uh, we'll have a table up here be, uh, before both of those masses so you can have those, those candles uh, up here and then we'll offer the blessing upon them and you can retrieve them immediately following the mass. This Thursday is the Feast of St. Blaise and we'll be offering the, the blessing of throats immediately following the 6 a.m. mass. This weekend after all masses, the KCs, they'll be offering, or will be uh, selling in the vestibule football squares for the Super Bowl cost us $20 per square and proceeds to benefit our parish security fund. Next weekend, a parish communication initiative that involves every person in our parish will be announced. If you do not attend Mass here next Saturday or Sunday, we ask that you please be sure to get a copy of the bulletin for next weekend and to read it carefully. We have some good news regarding our cafeteria project. We'll be meeting for our pre-construction meeting this Wednesday to be able to, to hopefully prepare the plans uh, and God willing and the weather willing, uh, we'll be able to begin construction on the cafeteria, uh, not, not tomorrow, but the following Monday, so a week from tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be able to, to finally get moving on our cafeteria project uh, a bit sooner than we anticipated. We'll be giving more information whenever we get that this week. This Holy Mass is being offered for the intentions of Anthony Rizzi. It was said by the saint, the great Saint Augustine, uh, to love and then do what thou wilt, which is a simplification of exactly what Saint Paul is speaking to us today. It's this reality that that love, properly understood, will lead us to do always that which is right. If the human heart were properly ordered, the catechism would be one page, one line, and it would be love. 
period. But we struggle with it being, what does that mean? Very often the human heart wrestles with these things and you know, we, we can wiggle out of things one way or the other. We have questions or concerns about what does that mean, whether the practical implications of that in a whole variety of ways. And so the, the catechism of the church grows and grows and grows, just as the, just as the, uh, the reality is that initially the Israelites, they had 10 commandments and then they had 500 commandments. You know, they had questions, huh? And so it's this reality that St. Paul is telling us that love is the fulfillment of the law. If we were able to love perfectly, then we would not have really the need for the law to be expounded upon as greatly as it is. And yet it is given to us because our hearts do not love perfectly. Our hearts in this life are very much uh, shaped by uh, the course of, of, our own, uh, of our own life. Uh, St. Paul would, would speak elsewhere in the sacred scriptures that, that first he loved as a child, and then he became as a man. And there's this reality that, that our love very much uh, as children, as infants, uh, whether, whether in actual life or in faith, is very much a small love. But it's this love that is given by our Lord that is meant to be increased, to come to something much greater, to be able to go to the higher things, to be able to allow our love not simply to be a surface level, but rather to seek after a genuine gift of self, to move from a love that very often can be self-seeking and very fickle to a love that is not self-seeking, that is self-giving, and that it is firm, that is constant, that is a continuous gift. It's this love that the Lord calls us to possess. It's this love that he shows us as the supreme gift of love, offering himself on the altar of the cross. And it's this love that we ought to strive in the fulfillment of the law, to be able to have this, this firm love, this willingness to give of ourself love. And is this that we offer is this that we seek? Is this that our Lord desires to plant within us and to see grow? Very often when we come to experience love in this life, it, again, it comes in, in, various, in various manners, one of which is with our Lord. We understand that our, our relationship with our Lord is properly understood a relationship, and as such, it grows and changes over time, not on His end, but on ours. Very often the experience of the love of God, whenever one first, when one first comes to faith, whether by conversion, whether by reversion, uh, whether by you know, any number of, of manners in which the Lord renews the, renews the soul, kind of a, a new Pentecost in a sense that happens within the individual, it is very often that, that the, the love that happens within our heart is also in a very, uh, it, can be, it can be a genuine love, but it also is very much uh, a felt love, a sensible love. It's normative that when we enter into and begin walking down the road of the spiritual life, that it is a powerful thing for us, that we have powerful times of prayer, that we experience the mercy of God in confession in a tangible way, almost, almost feeling the weight coming off of our shoulders, that whenever we go to prayer, it's a, it's a very sensible thing, that one feels the presence of God, that one feels His closeness to us, that one feels His love and His goodness. But in time, as we continue and persevere in that relationship, it is nearly a universal rule that if you continue in that path, there will come a time where the felt presence of God will begin to shrink away. And this is when love is truly tested. 
This is whenever we are able to manifest whether we love the feeling of God's prayer, of God's, of God's presence, or whether we love the feeling of, of our prayer, or whether we love the Lord himself. It's this movement from a childish love, a, a simple love, that's ultimately kind of more concerned about self than other, to a love that is willing to give, and to give until it hurts, and then to give some more. It is often the case that whenever we, whenever we come and experience this difficulty in prayer, when we, when we don't feel that, that sensible presence of God when we go to the chapel to pray, when we're at Mass and things seem a bit dry and we're easily distracted, when we go to confession and we make our best to make a good, uh, to make a, a, you know, to conjure up our, our good contrition of heart, and yet it, it doesn't seem the same as it used to be. Whenever we go to pray, and it seems different. It seems like we've done something wrong, that we didn't do it right, that, or maybe God wasn't there, or God is silent now. It's in all of these places that the Lord begins to allow us to show our love for Him, to prove our love in a sense as our, our love is never, really, is never really proven until it's tested, it's then that we get to allow ourselves to show forth the love of God, to persevere in our prayer, even when it is difficult, to be able to continue to make recourse to reconciliation, even when we don't feel it the same as we might have in the past, to be able to have recourse to the rosary and to the mass and to our various meditations and devotional prayers, even when sometimes it doesn't feel right that day, we don't feel like doing it. To be able to do it and to persevere in these things is to show forth our love. Is to show that, that the act of the will, the loving of the will, the choosing and the deciding is what is most important. Because indeed in all, in all things there is a, the reality that sometimes we will feel the, the emotions uh, the, the positive emotions, uh, those good things, those sensible things in relation to love. But it's not always the case. So we recognize this in our relationship with our blessed Lord. But certainly it also carries over in our love of neighbor. Love of God, first and foremost, but the love of neighbor, the second, the greatest of the commandments there that our Lord offers to us. And it's here also that we are tested it can be easy for us if we have a positive, a positive sentiments towards a particular person, if we get along with someone, if we enjoy their presence, enjoy their company, if we're able to, to be able to, to think along the same lines, if we don't have major difficulties and disagreements, it's easy to be able to have a positive affect towards an individual. It's easy to be able to, to love an individual whenever things are going well. It's easy to be able to, to say that, to, that to experience that love to experience that connection in a particular way whenever the cross is not present there. But certainly, as we know, when the cross does come, it is then that our love is put to the test. Whenever we experience the, the reality of any relationship, as it grows the same as, our, as that with our Lord, as we go through our relationships with others in time, they too can be tested. What first is initially uh, wonderfully and positive and, and exciting Eventually, even between the best of friends, between siblings, between spouses, between anyone in this life, there can come a time where something begins to separate the two. A difficulty may arise, a disagreement may take place, that someone does something the other one doesn't like, or doesn't do it for that matter, or any other number of things that can come even just from outside that have afflicted us in a particular way, and it can, it can challenge us, it can weaken our love for the other. 
And it's here that our Lord would invite us, particularly today, to be strengthened. Not to allow the love of our neighbor to be dependent upon how we feel that particular day. Not to be willing to, to be able to, to give generously to one's spouse or to one's family life because you feel good about it that day. Or you've got the energy to do so. Or that things have been well. But rather, to give. And to give till it hurts. And then to give more. This is the love that Christ has given to us as the standard that he set upon the cross. And it's the example he invites us to imitate as well. As he told his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. They would understand the full implications of that invitation only later. And it's we who experience that same call. To be able to love one another. Not just those that we like around us, not just the family members particularly entrusted to us, but to love every person around us. And this, I think, is the more difficult task. Because it's easier to be able to sometimes to muster the strength to be able to be charitable and, and to be able to, to give generously to, for, for those that we know, for those that, that, we can, that, we, that we do have a genuine love for. But what of the person that we don't know that the Lord still invites us to be able to love in a particular and concrete moment? Sometimes it may happen on the road that a person, that on the, on the person, you know, may, may uh, in the midst of the traffic, uh, someone, someone thinks the speed limit is 95 on the interstate when it's clearly not, and they're zipping around you, and you're wondering, you know, how is this going to shake out? It's to be able to act in a manner such as to love them. Not that we need to know their name, not that we, not that we roll down our window the best we can and say, I love you, as they fly by us. That would be absurd. But rather, what, is it, what can we do to show love for an individual in such a situation? How is it that I can love my neighbor who is flying past me on the interstate? It's to pray for them. St. Thomas tells us it's to will the good of the other. So, it's, I can offer a simple prayer. Lord, I don't know who that person is, but they're clearly in a hurry. Ask your blessing upon them. Keep them safe or help them to realize the recklessness of with which they're driving. Lord, your will be done. And sometimes as well as you keep driving on and later they're pulled over on the side of the interstate. And sometimes you're like, yeah, got them. That's not really charity either. Not necessarily. There's this reality that of, of what can we show, how can we show love to every single person around us? Because in every situation it's possible. Whether we know the person or not. Whether they are in our life continuously. Or whether it's a person who is literally just passing by. To every last one, God calls us to love. It is the fulfillment of the entire law. If we are able to love, we need not worry about anything else. We need not worry about all the, the, what about this case, what about that case, what about this scenario, what about that scenario. If we are able to love perfectly, which again is a, a great difficulty in so many ways. If we are able to love perfectly the Lord will continue the work within our hearts. It's for us to strive for this. And the place wherein we are able to gain this love that is able to pour forth generously to others, to everyone around us, is exactly here at Holy Mass. Again, here is the place wherein we're able to experience and taste once more the fruits of Calvary, as this is Calvary. It's to experience the taste of the love of God in the gift of communion, and to be strengthened in that love. 
It's the same reality of, of, of taking the medicine that is needed to be able to, to heal the body in a particular manner. So also, the greatest need of our soul is to be able to learn to love. If it is the fulfillment of the law, it's the thing that we need the most. And it's the remedy that is offered to us every single Mass. My Lord shows us once more today the love He has for us in allowing Himself to be slain and going generously to pour out His precious blood for love of us. May God grant us the grace to receive that love richly today, that it may bear abundant fruit within us, that we may be able to go forth to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love others as Christ has first loved us, and thus experience little by little the fulfillment of the law in our life.